Welcome to Selfless Security Chat Chat, episode 264 for the 20th of October, 2017. I'm Chester Wisniewski coming to you live from B-Sides in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And I'm here with my old friend, Michael Argast. Welcome back, Michael. Great to be here, chat. Having a great time at B-Sides this year. Thanks to SAIT for hosting. They've just rolled out a new information security program. It's about two months in. Great to see some new students entering the field. Yeah, there's been a lot of students here and uh, fortunately a lot of interest and questions from them and most of them seem to be going to many of the talks here. And uh, But it's been a bit of a busy uh, week or so in security, so we've got a few topics to cover off this week, beginning probably with the one that uh, got the most press, which is uh, the, the crack vulnerability, which is a, a key recovery attack against WPA2 uh, encrypted Wi-Fi, which is uh, very concerning, of course, because, well, that's what everybody uses everywhere to protect Wi-Fi. And, uh, you know, I guess the good news is it's not particularly easy to attack, but it's pretty extensive. Yeah, I would expect it to get patched relatively quickly by the vendors. And another thing to keep in mind is one of the reasons this has got as much press as it has is these uh, these bug finders are getting a lot better at marketing their bugs. You know, Crack is a great name. They've got high-res and low-res versions of their logo coming off of their website. So uh, good for them on getting the word out there. Uh, hopefully that gets the vendors to act pretty quickly. It sounds like most of the major vendors have already got patches underway or deployed. And then as you mentioned earlier, coincidentally, if you didn't implement the standard very well, you're less likely to be vulnerable, Microsoft being one classic example of that. Yeah, it looks like Windows would be very difficult to attack. Uh, certainly the most vulnerable appear to be Mac OS, Android, and Linux. Of course, Linux has rolled out the fixes already to pretty much almost all the distributions, but sadly, many Linux users don't update all that frequently, so that's one problem there. Uh, we're still waiting to see what we get from Apple and uh, Google on the Android and Mac OS front. But because of the complexity of the attack, it's not, uh, you know, it's proximity based. You have to be able to be within radio range. You're ultimately just able to recover the key and decrypt that Wi-Fi traffic. So you have to have a very smart person within radio range to be vulnerable. And we expect, as you say, the fixes to come out pretty quickly. The, the problem, of course, is the millions of legacy devices that may not even be able to be patched. And you're, certainly your smart tea kettle and your uh, Hello Barbie and all these other things are never, ever, ever likely to get fixed. But it, uh, Another side benefit is that at least uh, you the, the, the fixes don't make things incompatible. So it's not like if you patch your router and you don't patch your phone, that suddenly your phone can't connect to the router anymore. It looks like the fixes uh, are, are able to accommodate both um, vulnerable and fixed devices. So that's that's good. I would just say stay tuned. I'm going to be doing a podcast on this, a uh, webinar on this on Wednesday. And so uh, the, the, we'll have more information as I'm doing more research on it. And we'll share that uh, with you once, once we know more. What was more concerning to me, to me this week was this vulnerability in the Infineon Infineon chips RSA implementation and you might think well what the heck's Infineon and do I even care and the answer is you probably do it, it's built into many major brands of laptops my understanding is Lenovo HP and Fujitsu are the big ones uh, as the TPM that stores your encryption keys for full disk encryption and then uh, also is used in uh, a lot of uh, other types of smart cards that you might use for authentication and it's unclear what that list is yet I did notice that uh, there's there's some uh, issue uh, with some brands of uh, uh, early YubiKeys. Uh, so I think that list is going to expand, and that's much, much more concerning. Yeah, the thing that comes to mind for me here is one of our favorite bloggers, Bruce Schneier, always likes to say, encryption is hard, you shouldn't roll your own. But that, of course, comes back to bite you when you use you know, standard implementation, standard library, and a vulnerability like this is found, it tends to be fairly widespread. There's not a whole lot that we can do about it other than patch, recover, that kind of stuff, but it's, uh, RSA has been, you know, bitten a couple of times in the past, and, uh, you know, people need to be keeping their eyes on that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're using BitLocker with TPM, uh, you probably have a problem. 
and sadly the only real way to recover from this is to you know get get a patch from microsoft for windows or get a patch for your bios then you need to decrypt generate new keys after you've patched and then re-encrypt all of your BitLocker devices. And that seems highly unlikely that that's going to happen very often. But if you are concerned about it, um, check if your hardware is vulnerable. If it is, that is the procedure you're going to need to follow to ensure the security of those devices. You, you, you brought up a story about MasterCard, and uh, I'll, 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 I was a little puzzled. You said that I wasn't going to have to sign anymore, but I don't remember having signed any time recently anyway. Well, uh, myself as well. I mean, fortunately, I'm based in Canada. Mostly we've moved to tap and chip and pin. That's a lot more secure. And of course, I like to use uh, tokenization via something like Google Wallet or Apple Pay as much as I can. I've uh, stopped largely traveling to the United States other than occasionally. As a result, I don't get my credit card uh, canceled quite as often as I used to anymore. But pretty much consistently when I do travel to the States, I get back to Canada about three or four weeks later, I find out my card's been compromised. And that's because of swipes and that, that kind of stuff. So they're, they're saying in 2018, they're going to eliminate the requirement for signatures because frankly, nobody pays any attention to them anyway. I'm a big fan of deprecating functionality that has no value. It simplifies the implementation, reduces risk. Hopefully they get rid of the, the swipe stripe. Well, yeah, that was really my reaction was sort of, uh, well, the, the, the signature isn't really the problem. It's just an inconvenience. The real problem is that we still have a stripe or we think that that, you know, is any kind of authentication at all. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's a first step. That's not so bad. I, I stopped at a Burger King in Seattle on my way home from an event earlier this week, and it conveniently had a large piece of paper and tape over the chip reader that said, no chip, please, because uh, we would not want you to do a secure transaction. We would like to be uh, the next brand exposed on Brian Krebs' blog as having leaked everyone's credit cards. So think about that if you work at Burger King slash Tim Hortons. The IRS says uh, there's no point in trying to defend yourself. Just assume that your identity has been stolen. <laughs> um, that's not really what you want to hear from the IRS. I was a little concerned about that. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure it's entirely wrong, but it seems a bit defeatist. I don't know if they actually said don't try to protect yourself anymore. I think it's just assume your identity has been stolen. Unfortunately, they didn't follow that up with any actionable advice. It seems like the most common piece of advice I'm hearing these days uh, after the Equifax breach is people should be freezing their credit on the three major agencies that provide some safety and security from people opening up new credit lines in your name. Although, you know, the mechanisms to unfreeze at Equifax seem to be fairly suspect themselves. Obviously, we need to be making some moves to give people better protections when their identity is stolen. And I, I haven't seen a lot of great advice for people that are that are suffering from that. But I agree with the uh, the general statement is if you assume your identity has been stolen, the same way as security professionals, we say, assume your network has been breached. That's a good place to think about, well, how would I protect myself if? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Equifax breach is concerning, but there's so many breaches. And the Equifax one doesn't bother me as much because it appears that it's likely maybe a nation state attack and it's probably not garden variety cyber criminals trying to buy a new boat using your identity but the problem with this whole problem is the idea of identity itself and you know a lot of people think that uh, digital identities like the e-citizenship initiative in Estonia are maybe a good idea and a way out of this, which has some privacy concerns as well with government trust and things like this. But I, if I'm not mistaken, those Estonian e-identities have Infineon chips, so <laughs> who knows, right? And th th this is, um, th th if you have ideas to tackle this problem, I recommend you uh, get yourself together and get some VC money and go tackle the problem because the entire world is struggling with this. I mean, the South Koreans reissued everyone national ID numbers just a few years ago because they were so compromised that they decided to 
start over. And then, of course, there's just been more breaches. So that, that while I give them credit for trying, but it's not really solving the problem. And um, lastly, I'm making some inroads on this a little bit. The Australians have finally passed some data breach notification legislation. Kudos to Australia for beating Canada to the punch of being one of the last countries in the world to get around to doing it. But but really, honestly, this is a great thing. And you know, Australia's anti-spam legislation was one of the world-leading anti-spam legislations that really had some bite. And, and in fact, Canada copied them in that front as well and making a very one of the strictest in the world that was uh, easy to comply with, but very strict in privacy protection. And I haven't had a chance to review the entire bill yet, but I'm very encouraged that they uh, that a national bill and it's not per state and all this kind of thing. And uh, it also doesn't seem nearly as prescriptive as things like GDPR, which gives some flexibility for people doing their best to not get punished by the rules, but people who are not doing their best are going to be held accountable. And that's really what we like to see in this legislation is a reasonable application of the rules to say, did you try hard? Were you doing the right things? And if you did your best, we're not going to find the daylights out of you. But if you're clearly negligent, we're going to hold you responsible. Yeah. The arc of data breach legislation seems to be moving towards more and more disclosure over time, which generally I think is a good thing. I always find Australia a little bit amusing on this front and that they seem to be a little bit schizophrenic on the area of security. You know, data breach notification on one side and we're going to require backdoors and encryption on the other side. We'll see where that actually ends up. But uh, kudos to them on pass passing this legislation and hopefully Canada is not far behind. Yeah, I know Canada's had a bill tabled for a while. It keeps coming and going, but uh, maybe hopefully maybe this will make them feel like we're falling behind now. We'll get on we'll get on it. Nonetheless, uh, we'll conclude Sofa Security Chat Chat 264. As always, for all the latest security news, please visit nakedsecurity.sophos.com. All of our podcasts are available on SoundCloud, on TuneIn, on Pocket Cast, anywhere their fine podcasts are found, even iTunes. And on that note, until next time, stay secure.